Before I even introduce anything about this week's episode, I first just want to apologize for the absence. I am so sorry. Well, college sometimes can get (laughs) in the way of things, and I was planning on recording the episode, and then time kind of lost control, and now I'm recording the episode that I was supposed to do last week right now. Um, Hey guys, welcome back to Relatable or Debatable. I am the lovely host of this podcast, Lauren Griffin. We are going to talk about talking. Not really, but we are going to talk about how I can sometimes talk too much, which is connected to a whole lot of other things that I'm going to get into. But I think the basis of this is going to be surrounded around talking. And kind of how I wanted to introduce this to you guys was there's actually a project that I'm doing, a final project, which is absolutely, can we just stop for a second? Absolutely crazy. I'm graduating college in about a month. I think, oh my gosh, I think it is a month today. Is today November 15th? It's a month. It also is 3.11 on the clock. That is my birthday. I'm having really good luck today. Um, So I am graduating in a month and my final project for one of my classes that I'm taking is, okay, I'm I'm not going to explain in too much detail because you will get bored, but basically we're making a final presentation and you read off of a manuscript and basically you're presenting slides that have pictures on them, which first of all, I love. I'm going to personalize this to ends meet because that's me. Like people, some people do the bare minimum on assignments. I've always been the one to do the absolute maximum that you could do. That's just always been who I am. And I'll try not to make it seem like I do that, but I always do. And so I'm going to personalize this. And I was thinking, I was like, what topic can I do? My professor told us, he was like, it has to tell a story of some sorts. And we saw a ton of examples. And I was like, what am I going to do for this? Because let me tell you, a girl can talk. I have countless like memory files of storage of memories and learning lessons and all of that in my head. And for some reason, I'm blanking completely. Because honestly, uh, I, I want to go out with a bang. Here's my thing. I'm graduating college. I am going out with a bang so I am going to make this the best presentation I have ever made and if anyone from my class is listening to this right now and my presentation a is not good or b wasn't good please don't say anything it's just going to make me feel worse but the idea for this presentation I thought about I was like okay we could talk about my internship like how I learned you know, about radio broadcasting and all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, we can talk about my podcast and how I've brought that back and how good that's going. And then I was thinking, I was like, okay, what do these have in common? And lo and behold, the commonality between the two is talking. So basically, I decided that I am going to make my presentation about how my talent is talking. And I found out through years of living that talking's my thing and all that accompanies it. Um, So that's what I'm going to make my presentation about. I'm sorry if that was boring. Um, I'm very excited about it, if you can't tell. It's due in like, I think it's due two and a half weeks, maybe two weeks, and I have already started working on it. I've already started writing the script. I'm obsessed. I'm ready for this. But 
basically, if you know me or if you have ever had some sort of conversation with me, you know how much I love to talk. I talk about any and everything that comes to my head. I don't have a filter sometimes, which can be an issue, but I do talk a lot. I cannot keep my mouth shut. I've been told sometimes like people are getting annoyed with me. They're like, Lauren, please be quiet for one second. And maybe some people who haven't seen this side of me, which is quite not that many of people, are probably like, what is going on right now? Like, she seems quiet. She seems very fragile. She seems very, you know, mysterious. No, I'm quite the opposite. I like to say everything that comes to my head. And this has been kind of an issue with me, especially in relationships, because my thing is I tend to overshare a lot. I don't know if anyone else does this. Probably. I mean, the likelihood is very likely with my demographic audience. Um, but I tend to overshare a lot. But what may come to your mind is oversharing is maybe like, okay, Lauren, maybe after like the first six months. Sorry for the quick um, interruption. Uh, yes, I do edit these. I do go through them and when I do say oversharing after six months of knowing someone, I want to say that the longest relationship I have ever been in has been nine months long and no relationship before that has ever gone past four months. So I want you to keep that in mind. All right. Bye. Enjoy. You're telling them personal information about yourself and, you know, things that, you know, are really true to you. No, I tell him it about 30 minutes after meeting him. If he gives me like, <laughs> I'm sorry, if he gives me like a good little like, if I'm getting like a good reading, like a good aura from him and I'm like, okay, he could be the one, I'm telling him everything. And do you want to know how many times this has worked out and actually moved into a relationship? So let's say I do this out of 50 guys. So there's 50 guys. One has worked. <laughs> and that was my last relationship. And that is when oversharing has really worked in my favor. Um, but I overshare a lot and... I tend to do it very fast. I, I don't know if it's like mental illness or something, um, but I tend to overshare really quickly. And I know a lot of people are like, Lauren, you should be reserved with your your like trauma and like what you've been through. And I'm like, why? Like, I love talking about it. I love, I don't know if this sounds bad of me to say, but I love telling people like what I've been through and showing them like where I am now. Because I am not lying when I tell you I have been at my age of almost 23 years old I am 22 and three quarters I have been to more funerals than I have been weddings um that's going to change soon hopefully because it's wedding is it wedding season I don't I don't know anything about weddings but um I've been to a lot of funerals I've been through some shit like let me tell you and I tell people about it like I I I don't know a lot of people keep that private and I don't. And I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Or is it just like, maybe no one should be reserved with all this stuff and maybe we should talk about it more. Like maybe we should address it. I don't know. Everyone's different. And sometimes I like don't realize that. Sometimes I almost feel like everyone's head is like wired the same as mine. So I'm like, oh, they're thinking the exact same as I'm thinking. Like, no, <laughs> like no one is thinking what you're thinking, Lauren, because you're a little bit cray cray, like you're a little bit crazy. Um, but as you can tell, I love to talk and I love to ramble and I love to go on tangents. Um, 
that's my thing um but kind of revolving around you know growing up going through trauma yada yada I always found myself even at a really young age putting a lot of pressure on myself like consistently I'm not kidding consistently all the time I am always being very hard on myself or I'm you know treating myself badly and you know some of this actually revolved around talking itself and like how I would talk too much and people would be like Lauren you're too loud you're too you talk too much you should shut up you're annoying like that gets to me like I try not to be a sensitive person I am probably one of the most sensitive people ever if you try to make a sarcastic joke with me and I hate this about myself because I literally have tried 20 almost 23 years to years to get over it but if you try to make a sarcastic joke towards me I'm not gonna get it and I'm most likely going to get offended that's just me and it's so embarrassing and awkward and stupid and I wish I could literally do anything else but that's just who I am and I'm very sensitive so when people are constantly saying to me and constantly reminding and like a lot of people like I know they weren't doing this in any harm I know this was meant like not in any bad way but a lot of the time when I not that I would really get made fun of like people would just pick jokes at me like people would pick jokes that's it they would never make fun of me like whatnot um they would kind of gang up and do it together which kind of made me feel you know it's one against five like five people are telling you you're annoying you're annoying you're talking you're talking you're talking you're loud you're loud you're loud and like what how do you compare to that like how do you argue that you aren't against five people um so that got in my head a lot um I also have been for the entire time of my academic career have always been like very hard on myself in school um I literally since kindergarten when we started doing homework or like bringing home assignments I have always been a mess I had to get it done immediately when I get home immediately when I step foot through the front door of my family home I am at the dining room table and I am doing my vocabulary words and learning all of them um I've always been a very dedicated student I always have been but I almost let the pressure pressure get too much to me um I almost like it in a sense I'm at this point I'm ready to be done a lot of people are like, Lauren, embrace college. Lauren, you know, college is the best time of your life. Like, I know it is, but I'm ready to be done with school because I feel the second that I get that diploma and I am graduated and I am done with school, there is going to be an elephant-sized weight removed off my shoulder. Absolutely, completely. Um, I, like senioritis is a thing for me so it's really hard right now when I'm really like not caring and I do have stuff to do but that's just living and that's just growing up and like I'm still putting pressure on myself but I think it's healthy pressure at this point because I am so checked out but if I wasn't checked out it's just constantly just everything is on top of the other and I would also put pressure on myself I notice a lot in like social gatherings parties like 
hangouts, whatever you want to call it. I put a lot of pressure on myself, more so surrounded around how I looked like I had to look good. Here's my thing. I had to know what was trendy and what was not trendy. It not in a sense of like societal, like what's trendy in society. It was more of like what was trendy mainly in high school, more at the beginning of college. Well, no, actually, I'm lying to myself. I do this still. <laughs> I do this still. Um, but more of like knowing the vibe of like, what am I going to wear? And there have been times where I have gotten so stressed out before going somewhere, even if it's just like something simple, like not even some like, okay, no, not simple enough to where it's going to someone's house, but simple enough to where like we're going out in public. And I've gotten so stressed out to the point where, A, have you guys seen that video of that girl smacking her head with the hairbrush when she's brushing like the knots out of her hair? Because that was me. Um, no, that actually wasn't me, but I did that. Um, I also did that. I would, whenever I would like get ready and I was always so pissed because I was always so mad at my hair because my hair is so like thin and fine. It won't, you know, go up like it it's always bumpy. It has those bumps in it, which don't even get me started. <laughs> those are the most annoying things ever. And especially when I was a child and like super OCD, that's like all I would like pick at. I would never have my hair up. Um, but I would always like smack my head with the hairbrush when I was younger because I was like, yeah, like irritated and just like anxious. And that's probably when I should have been, um, maybe diagnosed with anxiety. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that should have been, the <laughs> but um, I still kind of do this nowadays. I don't really cancel. Uh, I don't really cancel as much. I tried to think about that because I do have a tendency to be like, oh, no, I, you know, I can't. I can't. Um, but I do get really anxious still to this day about even like going out to dinner with someone who I've like known my entire life. For some reason, I have to feel like I look good in order to show that I'm put together, which A, I'm not put together. B, who like no one's gonna remember me five minutes after they see me sorry sweetheart I just don't have that face right now give it two years um but yeah I just I always have to look like presentable and I always have to look good and like I know I know I most of the time look presentable like did you know how I say most of the time because there are some times and I will acknowledge that I do not look good I look like a piece of shit <laughs> literally going into the grocery store like it's embarrassing I've had heads turned it's not a fun look but sometimes you got to do what you got to do that's all I'm going to say about that but like most of the time when I'm going out to dinner or even like going shopping with my friends I feel like I have to look like super put together and if I don't have the outfit mentally inscribed in my head and the hair and the makeup like if I don't have it all put together in my head when my head hits the pillow the night before I'm not going the next day let me tell you that's what's going to happen I am going to wake up and I'm going to be like, yep, nope, not not going. I'm not putting myself through the stress that this causes me, which maybe shows that I should find some new like coping techniques, like maybe some ways to like manage this. Maybe I should talk to my therapist about this, but that is something that I need to work on. But it has gotten better, you know, over the years because I really just don't care as much anymore about my appearance because a wise 80-year-old woman on Instagram, I have no idea who she was, told me not to care about what I do in my 20s as long as it's not going to, 
impact my future that much. Woo! Love my 20s. Love it. Um, that was really embarrassing. I'm never actually doing that again. Um, I'm feeling really awkward. I'm also reconsidering if I should cut that scream out. I'm not going to. Let's keep it going. <laughs> social media. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to social media. I One thing about me, I'm sure everyone here knows what an Instagram feed is. Everyone should, maybe, if you don't live under a rock. Um, but I always try to switch up my Instagram feed. Like I, first of all, the pictures when I go through my archived, my archived stuff on Instagram, when I have tried to do these different feed themes, like it's so bad and it was all like peak high school, maybe dr drizzling into a little bit of college, but yeah, it's, I always try to like make my feed look good. Like right now, I think I have minuscule pictures. I don't really care. I wonder if guys care about Instagram feeds. I really actually want to know. Do, okay, men, do guys look at girls' Instagram feeds? Do they look at girls' Instagram feeds and like judge them and like judge their personality off of them? Or do they judge by how many pictures of just themselves they have on their page because I have heard that as well I've heard that guys like when they're talking to a girl I've heard that guys will go through the girl's Instagram and if they have like more than nine pictures of themselves before the end of the first squirrel squirrel <laughs> scroll um then like that's red flag like no so I'm curious, like, do guys look at girls' Instagram feeds like that? Or is that just like a girl thing? Because I'm telling you, when I'm stalking people at, you know, 2.30 in the morning on my phone, I'm looking like all through their Instagram. Like I'm looking through it. I'm looking at their feed. I'm looking at th if things like look good. And I know that's being super judgmental of me, but I I know I know other people do this. Um, and if you don't, don't, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I've been doing this forever. I've been doing this probably, I don't know how many years. It doesn't matter how many years, but I know other people do this. Um, one, like, even, it, it's kind of weird enough that, like, I even put too much pressure on myself when it comes to journaling, believe it or not. I have this, like, thought in my head that literally will not go away whenever I open my journal is, like, it has to look a specific way. It has to sound a specific way. It like like it has to look aesthetically pleasing. And I'm like, this is a journal. This is not something I'm going to have like advertised on my walls, advertised, you know, front of my notebook. This is something that's going to be put away only to be seen by me. So like, why does it matter? That might just be something with I I I can tell you right now I don't think anyone else does that. I think that is just a strictly Lauren thing. And I don't know I don't know. I mean does someone understand what I'm trying to say though? Like I put a lot of pressure on myself on like how my journaling should look. Like sometimes I'll write stuff down and I was like was this even effective? Like did this even like get across what I'm even trying to say? Like what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to express and I think that's where I put the pressure on myself about journaling it's not so much of like journaling every day and like being consistent because I'm not but 
I think it's more about the content, which is kind of weird. And now that I'm like thinking about it, I do it every single time. Even if I draw in my journal and just doodle, like if it's not perfect or if it doesn't look how I want it to look, it's being ripped out and thrown away. Um, Kind of bouncing off, putting a lot of pressure on myself. One thing I did want to touch on was kind of my journey that I've had on medication because as I've stated previously in other episodes and in this episode, I am a very anxious individual and I decided to get on meds when I was 19 years old. It was right when COVID started um, is when I got on medicine. And all I want to say is like, I'm strictly in this part of it, I'm strictly talking about my experience just to give some insight, some different perspective. Um, Some people find this interesting. I know I do. So (laughs) maybe someone else will. But I got put on medication when I was 19 years old. It was by choice. I decided to do it on my own free will. Um, And I went in for a like evaluation, which was pretty standard. You know, she's asking me all the questions about my like how am I feeling like doing all these surveys to test you know OCD depression anxiety all the everythings and I'm sitting there I'm taking all the tests and at the time like I actually hate to admit this because it's really embarrassing I thought like being on medicine was kind of aesthetically cool like it was like yeah no I take meds every morning like no biggie but like now I'm like why why was I ever thinking that why like what see like what kind of thought is going through my head that's what I'm saying when I'm like I don't think anyone this is why no one is wired the same as me because I don't think anyone has ever thought of that but so anyhow so I this is my first time I want to say this is my first time ever being like to evaluation like by myself I'm you know I don't know anything about dosages. I don't know anything about that. I'm very uneducated and I probably should have educated myself more. But so she writes up some prescriptions. She's like, okay, you're going to start taking these every day. Like take them at the exact same time. Take them before you go to sleep. All this stuff. So I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yes, doctor. I will go do it. Like I want to feel better. I want whatever. So I go to, you know, local pharmacy, little CVS action. And I go inside and... I bring the prescription and she hands me three pill bags and I'm like hmm okay pleasing even more aesthetically pleasing it's not one pill it's three um but no seriously like I didn't even look at the medicine like I was just like what whatever like she knows what she's doing um so long story short I started taking those meds right as COVID started um and let me tell you by the time I got back to college in August um I had gained 45 pounds um I was numb as everything I could not feel emotions I was completely just blank face I did not feel like myself I was not myself at all in the slightest like but I kept like here's my thing I was so scared to tell my psychiatrist I don't know why I was so scared to tell her that like these meds weren't working or like maybe I just didn't think that the meds weren't working or but I never told her I just kept taking them and I continued to take them I think for almost nine months I took them Um, no a year I think it was actually over a year um and I took them and I felt terrible I gained a lot of weight I had trouble sleeping 
I had a lot of problems with like food and stuff like that. And, you know, I just didn't feel like myself. Uh, when I transferred here to school, um, I flushed all my meds down the toilet. I ghosted my psychiatrist. I was like, I am absolutely never doing this again. <laughs> like that was literally the worst. And like three weeks after that, I lost all the weight in my face. I lost all the weight that I gained. I felt really good. I was just, you know, feeling free spirited like myself again. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, well, maybe sometimes it was working, but like, because definitely like my anxiety now is like definitely heightened, but like, I don't know what it was because the rest of the meds were not working. So I decided to be a big girl and do some research. Um, and I found like an online uh, psychiatrist therapy connection thing, whatever. So this was a year a year ago, just about, um, I started seeing my psychiatrist. I basically told her, I was like, I think I was misdiagnosed and I need, I have really bad anxiety and I get sad sometimes, but it's not all the time, like enough to be put on like an antidepressant, whatnot. I'm telling her everything. I am laying down the law for this lady because I'm not letting what happened to me the first time happen again. Um, so I tell her and you know, she's like, yep, definitely got misdiagnosed. That's just a, that was clear as day once you told me even the preface of it, but I am going to put you on Lexapro. And I was like, okay, I've heard about Lexapro, like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, like, she's like, are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to start you off on 10 milligrams. And I'm like, 10? I'm like, that, that, that doesn't seem like a lot. That doesn't seem like it would do anything. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, 10 is, you know, normally what we start people on. And I told her, I was like, the medicine that I was taking, I was taking one pill was 180 milligrams, one pill was 40 milligrams, and another pill was 100 milligrams. So I was taking that much in one day with those three pills when I was misdiagnosed to now moving to a 10 milligram Lexapro. Like, just the difference, just so far. And I started taking that. And then I was like, sister, I need it upped. I need a 20. And now ever since I have been on a 20 milligram Lexapro, I absolutely love it. It is my thing. I have never felt better in my entire life. It's made me more extroverted, you know. You know, I, I think it's people have said that they've seen a difference in me and I've seen a difference in myself and that's all that matters. So it's working. So I'm sticking to it. I I don't really have a horror story associated with like taking medicine and stuff like that because my experience has been pretty good other than, you know, the slight misdiagnosis and hell of a year that I had. Um, but I just kind of wanted to talk about it because I've had a lot of people like reach out to me, funny enough, about medication and like taking medicine because I've had people be like, like, what medicine are you on? Like, what do you feel like? Like all this stuff. And I'm like, for sure, I will help a sister out. And I thought it was something that I feel like I could address in case like anyone is considering getting on medicine. I don't think it's a terrible idea. Again, I'm not, you know, trying to promote or say anything, but you know, it never hurts to try. And I've really liked my experience on it. And I am glad I found something that works for me and doesn't make me feel awful and hate myself more than I already do. One thing that I still kind of do that I've noticed even after taking the medicine that I've actually been doing my entire life is 
kind of having these changes of self very frequently. Like I'm one of those people that it's like if my hair color or something about me doesn't change in like two weeks, like I'm bored. Give me something new. Give me a new piercing. Give me a new tattoo. Give me a haircut. Give me, you know, a hair color. Give me something. And I found myself like throughout my life constantly changing my appearance and constantly making, you know, trying to fit within trends. Obviously, I didn't do a great job. I did not, you know, I didn't master most of these looks, but I still do this to this day. Like, I'll wake up and I'm like, okay, I want to be this type of person today. So like, okay, I'm going to be like school study nerd, like getting all my stuff done, productive, maybe go on a walk, maybe, you know, I don't know, like join a club. Like the world is my oyster. And then I wake up, you know, maybe three days later and I'm like, okay, I want to be one of those like, like down to earth, like I want to wear like flowy pants and go sit by a river and play my ukulele and meditate. Like want to do something like that. I have a lot of identity crises, I think. I don't think I've really figured out myself to a true extent. I preach to the choir about how much I've healed as a person and I do believe I've healed as a person and some aspects of me have healed. I think like kind of the mental aspect of me is healed, but the the identity aspect of me has not yet been addressed and I think that's also part of the process but I think that as time progresses I'll you know find something that works for me but like everything I've tried out has like really ultimately failed and lost it caused me to lose a lot of money I sometimes when they get really intense and I'm like okay I'm really gonna you know put on this persona for however long this lasts I will go out and I will go shopping and I will go buy everything I need in order to do so. Um, During COVID, especially, I was really into an American Horror Story kick, especially season one Murder House. I was also not doing great mentally, so I was romanticizing Tate and Violet's relationship from season one. If anyone, if anyone has watched that season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Their relationship was the most toxic, worst thing that a relationship could ever be, but it was also... I loved it and I loved Evan Peters and whatever but I was really going for like a dark grunge like ghost girl for a minute but like not like not seriously ghost girl like you understand what I'm trying to say like I was just going for that kind of look so I remember I I don't shop on Shein now this is an old Lauren moment but I went on Shein I ordered knife earrings (laughs) I ordered skull rings. I ordered like a crow ring. I ordered like a lock and key earring set. I ordered a couple chokers. You know, you know what I'm talking about right now. You want to know how long this lasted? This lasted three weeks. I also bought all new makeup. I bought new beanies. I bought new jeans. Like I bought everything I needed to complete this look. And when I see myself in the midst of also gaining this weight from this medicine, like trying out this new look, it was not it. Like, it was so not it, too. Like, I cannot believe anyone let me out of the house, even myself. Like, I probably looked in the mirror and was like, okay, I look decent, but like, yikes. Like, I don't even think decent was the right word to describe myself back then, but I just have always found myself trying to kind of be a new person almost. I've definitely chilled a lot at it now. Now is more like, do I want to be like down to earth or do I want to be like super spunky? Like now it's more of like a career based thing and like decorating my first apartment. Like 
that's going to be a whole thing. So that's, I think, where that's stemming from right now. But I think my haircut has really helped me find my little look right now because I'm always over comfort over anything. I will make my face look good. I will do my makeup. I will do my hair. But you will see me in sweatpants and a sweatshirt always because I cannot for the life of me wear anything skin tight because first of all I literally cannot look at myself the entire night second of all I'm just uncomfortable and then I start like itching and then I start like just getting irritated and then it leads to another smacking your head with a hairbrush moment and we are trying to avoid those kind of why I wanted to talk about that was because I don't know if anyone else does it and This more just seems like a podcast of me exposing a ton of secrets about myself and just praying that someone else, someone else does it too. So I feel a little less alone. Um, But I definitely have seen myself like, especially in high school, especially in early college, doing a lot of different trends and like I would watch like full get ready was get ready's with me before like school and that would cause me to wake up at five in the morning and I'm doing all these intense makeup looks at like I'm I'm at school at eight in the morning in high school with a full face of makeup like look like I'm going to prom and wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt always but that's just one thing that I've definitely noticed that I do and it's affected me and it causes me to decorate like my room's differently. I'll go through even like a room identity crisis where I won't like how anything looks and I'll want to buy all new stuff, which I can't do because, you know, I'm not good with money and like rearrange everything. It's more now, now that I'm like, now that I'm talking and like, I've talked about my medicine, I've talked about, you know, my identity crises. I've talked about putting too much pressure on myself. I'm like, now I'm overthinking completely. But I did want to focus this episode really on myself. I know that sounds so selfish of me. Um, Hate me if you want to. But I really wanted to talk about some things that I know some people have talked to me about personally. And maybe some other people have thought about it and not addressed it. And I think it's important to talk about these things because they're affecting people like constantly. And it's being addressed more, especially a lot surrounding around mental illness and, you know, issues that people might have like I am all about that take care of yourself take a mental health day do what you need to do because I do it all the time and it makes me the person that I am the smiling happy person that you see whenever you're around me most of the time but it kind of again is rooted with the whole idea of me talking too much and how this you know, idea that I've had within myself has sprouted and how it has affected me and, you know, how it's impacted different aspects of, you know, stuff such as anxiety and stuff that I've already been experiencing. And I I think it was just important to address and so more people could maybe relate to it and see if, you know, I don't know, maybe have a maybe have a persona change of yourself. They're quite fun, I will say. Um, Whenever I have them, like, I always find myself having so much fun and, like, you know, like, being exciting and, like, a little giddy to do the makeup and, like, the hair and stuff. But I don't have the energy to do it now. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, 
thank you for putting up with me. These episodes, like some of the ones by myself, as I'm still getting used to podcasting again, are difficult to do by myself. It is hard to have a conversation with yourself, believe it or not, but I am trying my best and I appreciate everyone for all the love and support that I constantly get for doing this, even though whenever I publish these, I like literally never listen to them again because I cannot stand to hear the sound of my voice. But thank you for everyone that appreciates them, who appreciates, you know, what I'm doing. I love it. I love you. (laughs) That felt a little intimate. Um, But I will be back next week and hopefully on a regular schedule until graduation and stuff like that. I mean, you guys will be a part of graduation, believe it or not. But thank you guys so much for listening again, and I will see you next week. Bye.